0: Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice, along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Hey there, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Live Free Podcast and another episode going back to our Your Problem Solved series. So super excited. Today we're tackling the problem of I'm sending pitches and not getting any responses. And this is going to be part one of a two-part episode. This first part, we're talking about in response to job forms or specific job postings that you see, whether it's on Facebook or it's through a hire form or however you might come across a specific job posting where a person is posting like, I'm hiring and looking for a, you know, insert service provider there. We're not referring to cold pitches in this episode. So cold pitches will be part two. Now, Couple of things. If you are sending pitches and you are not getting any responses, first of all, oh, that is so frustrating. I have been there. If you've listened to any of the episodes where I share how long it took me to get my first client, what it was like getting my first client and all of the mistakes I made and learned from as I was going, you'll remember how one of the things I was doing wrong in the beginning was not customizing my pitches. So. I've been there. You're not alone. But it is a great time to evaluate and look at what you could tweak and or refine to improve your pitch and keep moving forward. Now, another thing that I want to share before we get started is in this episode, I'm going to share with you a formula to follow for your pitch emails. But I just want to say that writing a good pitch is not A black and white in all situations kind of thing. And so I want to preface this with while the formula I'll provide in this episode is a good rule of thumb, I just want to say that if there, if you are coming across a specific posting of someone who's looking for a specific service provider or, you know, whatever it is, that whatever they post in their job posting, that trumps what I am telling you. For example, if they say, send me an email that includes XYZ. That is what you need to follow in your email pitch. What I am providing is for those where it's open ended and they don't really say, you know, this is what I'm looking for or please send me an email or fill out this form sort of a thing. So just know that whatever the person, whoever is hiring in a lot of situations, they will give instructions on either what they want or what they're looking for and how to apply and or like, pitch yourself and or show your interest. Make sure that that is your first priority and where you go as far as, you know, what to include in your pitch to them. Also, before we get in to looking at this formula is first thing first, when I am problem solving with people on an overwhelmed, overbooked coaching call, and it is something to do with my emails aren't getting open. I'm not getting responses. The very first thing I ask is, okay, what is the data telling you? And a lot of times they're like, huh, you need some data to be able to problem solve and pinpoint where to start fixing things instead of just guessing and checking. So you want to be using a mail tracking software and there's some free options, but I highly, highly, highly recommend the paid version because it's going to give you more information. For example, it'll tell you, if your emails are opened, how many times they're being opened, if links are being clicked, how many times links are being clicked. And this is just very important information because if you've sent 10 pitches and a single one of them hasn't even been opened, well, that's going to tell you that your subject line needs work, right? So I'll talk more about what the data tells you here towards the end of this of this episode, but I just want to make sure that you have some sort of, of a tracking software up and running. I personally use Mail Tracker. It's a Google extension that you can pay for. I believe, I want to say it was $30 to $60 for the year for the paid version. And the paid version will tell you how many times, what times when people are opening, how many times they're clicking on your links, etc., so that you can get some data to make some decisions off of instead of just blindly guessing. So First up, if you don't have a mail tracker installed, get that done. I know other people have used HubSpot or I I think it's called MixMax, but if you just go to Google and search mail tracking Gmail extension, you'll find some options. And before I go on, if you're someone who's sitting there like, oh, I don't want to invest in that, I don't want to spend the money, let me just tell you. (laughs) That is a business expense that you can track and mark off for your taxes. And also, if you're... Investing the time and responding to pitches, but not being able to invest the energy and time to evaluate and know how your pitches are doing. Honestly, you are, you're just wasting a lot of time and a lot of energy. So I cannot recommend having the paid version of the mail tracker enough. Okay. So when you are writing your pitch, there's a couple of different parts of the pitch. And this is kind of like the formula to follow how to structure your pitch. The very first part of your pitch is going to be the subject line. I would start with something simple. Don't get cutesy or way too creative in this to start. I recommend starting with the business's name and virtual assistant or social media manager or social media manager for business name, social media manager for Michaela Hunt social media manager for Nordstrom, <laughs> whoever you're pitching, whatever the business's name is, I would put that there. If you want to have like a little hook that says something like the very first line of the email, this would be the part that populates like in their phone when they're looking to see, do I open this email or not? You could put something, if you wanted to do anything cutesy or personality flair there, something like make sure to open this one you know, like I'm the winner or what something, something there, but that's totally optional. But first part of the formula for a solid email pitch that is going to get you a response is number one, that subject line. First thing first, you want your email to get opened. When I see things like more leads for Michaela Quinn, I'm like, that's spam. I'm not even opening it. So I would go with specific and direct here, not cutesy in the subject line. The second part of the formula is going to be the statement of purpose part of the email. And this is where you would say, hi, Michaela, I'm excited to introduce myself and send in a formal application or send in a formal pitch to work with you as your next, and then whatever the subject title is, virtual assistant, social media manager. And this part is really short. It's like one to two sentences, just get, is like short and to the point, like. I'm sending in my formal letter of application to work with you as your next virtual assistant. I saw the job posting in the overwhelmed to overbooked hire form or in the blank Facebook group or on the X website, you know, whatever, short and sweet. Now, the third part is the build a connection. And this is the part where you're going to be building a connection and the goal here is to show that you have researched this company, that you've done your due diligence to actually like look at this client to see that you can serve them, help them, partner with them. And your goal here is to give them some flattery and, and build, build that connection with them, kind of that know, like and trust factor. Now in the building a connection, showing that you research them, you can, mention personal details that you connect with. You can talk about things that they're doing well. There's lots of options here on how to build that connection. I'll talk about kind of tips for that later on. In this episode, the fourth part of the email pitch should be developing your credibility. And again, I want to iterate that this email is not about you. It is about the client. It is for them. And so let me, let me explain that again. It is about you, but it's for the client. Meaning, yes, you need to talk about yourself and show your credibility, but that should not be the focus of this email. If you think about natural humans, we're all selfish, right? When other people are talking about themselves, I, 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 sometimes we can tune that out. So we're starting with building that connection about the business owners. And then the next step is going into your credibility. And when you talk about your credibility, I want you to think about, you don't want to word vomit every little point of credibility you have and could share with this person, but you want to be specific to their needs, their business. What do you have in your tool belt of experience to share with this person to build your credibility and show that you are the best person for this job? So that is the fourth part of the formula. And then the next part, the second to last part, will be the call to action. This is where you would leave a link, maybe a little bit of information about here's how I tend to work with my clients. First step is, you know, if you would like to chat more about what it looks like to work with me, go through a formal discovery call, here's the link to book that give them that that call to action of what is the next step for them in the process, make it clear, make it easy for them. And then the last part is any links or any additional information that you want to share with them. For example, if you have a portfolio, if you have a case study that highlights something that you've done, if you have a website, or if there's something else that you want them to look at that builds your credibility, gives them a deeper look at what it's like to work with you. If there's maybe something, if you are trying to stand out and you create something for that client based off some of your research, if there's anything you want to include in this email, you can add those links and attachments at the end and explain that there. And that's that's the formula. So let's recap. We've got, number one, you need a good subject line. You need the statement of purpose section. You need the building a connection section, the develop your credibility section the call to action section, and then lastly, links in, and that's it. So that's the formula. And again, I just want to remind you that there's, it's not a black and white. This is not a one, like one exact formula fits all. This is a guide of like best practices to include, but you're going to have to take this formula and write a, a solid template. You can use the ones in Overwhelmed Overbooked if you're in there, but you'll want to have a solid template that you base yours off of, but then tweak to each job posting to each potential client. And as you pitch more and more, you'll get more experience and you'll add your own flair. You'll see something in a post and you'll be able to make changes accordingly. And as as you get more experience, your confidence in doing that will flourish as well. Now I've got a couple tips for you in writing solid pitches. So number one, before you even write your pitch, I want you to read the job post, reread the job post, and then I want you to like mark it up. I'm a, I am used to be a high school English teacher, so annotating was my favorite thing ever. My students hated it, but it is such a good skill. If you don't want to print it out, you can just make notes too. But I want you to read reread the job post, highlight and or make notes of what stands out to you about the potential client and what needs to be addressed in the email. For example, a lot of times people will give in their job postings, we are looking for someone who displays X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah is super important to me. Look at that. And I want you to make notes of, okay, I could talk about this. I could talk about this. I could talk about this and like personal experience that you have. This doesn't mean that all of these thoughts are going to go into your actual pitch. It's just doing that brainstorming process to get the ideas flowing, okay? Next tip, I want you to research the client before typing your pitch. Okay, so you first, you annotated and read and like became an expert on the job post. Your next task is to research the client. Sometimes people will provide their website. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll, they'll share your Instagram. It is your job if you want to stand out and land that client to research and and do the work. Go look at their website. Look at the about page. Look at all the pages that that no one's looking at. What little flares of their personality popping out do you see on the website that you can connect with or relate to, or you just like and want to you know, potentially point out to them? Some things you might want to note or look for specifically is looking for what are they doing well. And again, you're going to be looking at this with the lens of what is relevant to me as their potential virtual assistant, social media manager, graphic designer, content writer, blog writer, et cetera. Maybe make some notes on things that they're doing well. What are some areas for improvement that you see? What are any connections that you can make with them? Are you guys from the same town? Do you both love the show friends yada 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 any flattery you can find of like oh that's amazing or connections that you have with them on maybe on the website they share for every purchase we donate a percentage of proceeds to X charity. You know, there's lots of little details that you can find that no one else is looking for and use those in your pitch to stand out. And then the last thing maybe to think about when you're doing your research phase is what are any tips, value, ideas, or suggestions that you can bring to this business owner, this potential client? So before you even write your pitch, I want you to spend some time rereading that job post, annotating the job post, which sounds crazy, but People will be specific and tell things of like, I want this, this, and this. And a lot of people, as someone who's hired multiple times, a lot of people don't pay attention to the job post and or read all of the instructions. So if you want the client, make sure you do that. Next thing, spend some time researching. After you've done both of those things, then I want you to draft your first pitch, okay? Your first draft. Once you have your first draft done, go back and look at your notes from the job post. What stands out to you? Did you touch on and cover everything? Did you miss something? And then look at your notes when it comes to writing the building a connection and developing your credibility. Was there anything that you did it include that you should have included? Make those notes and then I want you to reread it for repetition. I see in a lot of pitches, one of the biggest things I see is a lot of repetition. You don't need to repeat things. Then make sure, look at it and read for ways that you can show instead of just telling. So for example, instead of saying like, as a social media manager, my clients get great engagement. Okay, cool. That's telling me. Can you show me an example? For example, if you can share like a screenshot or Case studies or links to your portfolio where it shows like what you've done, what you've accomplished, include that. And that's where you can say, I've, I've attached my portfolio, which includes case studies and analytics of what some of the accounts have been able to accomplish one month, three months, six months after working with me, or whatever that looks like for you. So that's an example of showing instead of telling if you're applying for something that's a maybe a virtual assistant position and it's not so much a like a screenshot or an analytic thing that you can share is there a like anecdotal story that you can include there those little details something like if you're saying one of my superpowers is organization for example at my first day on my latest job at our first staff meeting my boss saw how well how organized I was with the notes I was taking and asked me to be the secretary or And that was just one example of ways to show, don't tell. If that specific example doesn't apply to you, think about whatever it is, like you're saying, however you're describing yourself, what is a little anecdote or detail that you can provide to show that instead of just saying I'm organized. Third tip, make sure when you are sharing links that you hyperlink them. Don't just type it in. People aren't going to copy and paste. People are busy. Your job and your pitch is to make it super clear and super easy for them to take action. So make those links clickable. And then lastly, don't assume that people are going to open the links that you send. And also don't assume that people will open your your email, right? Like the subject line has to get them to open. The body of the email has to give them a reason to open your links and or take that action. So if there's something you want to include in your pitch to that potential client, for example, if you're a social media manager and you have great results for clients, You need to put that in your credibility and have something like check out this case study or check out screenshots of before and afters of some of the accounts I've managed by clicking my portfolio here. It's your job to entice and get them to open those links. That's the kind of first part of like, okay, before we can even pitch, we need to make sure that we have one data and here's a solid formula to follow. So now let's fast forward. Let's say you've sent 10 pitches and haven't gotten any opens or in, you haven't gotten any responses. What I want you to do is not freak out and do everything. I want you to look at the data. Are you getting opens? If your emails aren't getting opens, you need to change the subject line. If your emails are getting open just once and then never again and no reply, that tells me that either number one, maybe you weren't a right fit for the job or number two, if you're like, but I was, then it tells me that the email body needs some work and you should spend some time investigating, maybe bringing it to an OTO coaching call to get some feedback on. If you are getting opens and you are getting clicks and you're, you see that you're getting multiple opens and multiple clicks, that tells me that you need to follow up. So that's kind of what you, what some actions you can take based on, on the data. So as I wrap up this episode, I just want to remind you, if you were an overwhelmed, overbooked, you are welcome to share your pitch in the Facebook group or bring it to our next coaching call They're every Wednesday at noon and I'll look at it and give you some feedback, but I'm going to ask you for the data. How many times have you sent a pitch? Are your emails getting open? Are you getting responses? Are they clicking on your stuff? and go from there. All right. I hope you have a fabulous day and I hope this episode was helpful for improving those pitches that you're sending out. Now, just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there and make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want to end. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends. But make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.